Hey y'all, welcome back to Slice Up Your Life. I know it has been a hot, hot minute since I've recorded a podcast episode, Um, but the funny part is when I was recording this episode, I thought I was going back from a hiatus and posted one episode and it's been two months since then, but I really want to be back. You know, I just was going through the whole scenario of getting used to the city and really finding my norm and all that jazz, but anyways, um, I want to be back, so here I am. We'll see how this goes. Bear with me. I'm still figuring out audio and all that stuff. You know I'm still new about this, so I appreciate you guys going through it and listening. But I was able to um, not sit down, but have a phone conversation with Alexis, like I said, about like two months ago. We met at Blackstone Waitressing, and we honestly probably couldn't be more polar opposites. She's super peppy. She was a cheerleader at Iowa. Um, she loves color and is like really good interior decorating and fashion and all that stuff. And if y'all know me, you know I'm none of those things. <laughs> but she's absolutely amazing. Um, we just talk about the grind. She has a podcast and a blog and relationships and faith. And um, don't mind me geeking out over Pontero's food and a bunch of other food. So just, you know, you're used to me. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Alexis. Thank you so much for doing this. I um, well, it's funny. So, like, I'll just say on here, and but like, you're kind of the reason I started doing this because uh, you asked me to be on yours, and I was obsessed with it. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I like talking with people, and it's like going to coffee, but. I was like, I want to do this all the time now. And so ever since I did it on yours, I was like, this, I'm obsessed. I'm really into this and I'm going to start my own podcast. (laughs) How's it been going for you? Like, are you loving? You know, it is good. I, I took pretty much like a month off. I had like, um, some family stuff go on and it was like the holiday and then I was just traveling. So I was going to try to force it. And then I was like, why am I going to do that? Like, it's not like I, you know, obviously don't have this massive following. So it's not like people are chomping at the bit to listen to me talk. And I think part of the fun of it is like not making any rules and kind of learning as you go and like finding what works and what your niche is because it's hard. Like it's difficult to kind of have this whole detailed plan right from the get go. And then like, you know, you just don't know. Things change. Totally. Yeah. And to like, I, I have a couple of people on my list that I know I want to interview, but I'm like, I've only done it like five or six times. I need to get, I don't know them oh that God. well. So I'm like, I need to get well, more comfortable before I'm, I branch out. Yes. I am blown away that you are already doing like phone, you know, virtual interviews. Like it took me, I did my first one two weeks ago and like, yeah. I was so nervous. I'm so nervous <laughs> to do an in-person one. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's, that is like getting coffee. Like it's so relaxed. It's so chill. It's so like just organic and authentic. And like, I, I mean, the phone ones are too, especially if it's someone, you know, it's challenging when you, you don't know them at all because like you have you nothing to go read. off of. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just, it is hard, but it's, I mean, you're lucky that you live in Chicago now and like there's so many people there. Like I feel like my options here in Iowa are so limited and like I try and, you know, think ahead when I'm going on vacation, like, okay, who can I interview in Denver? And like when I'm in Chicago, who can I get? But like, it's definitely 
a, a challenge being in a little small town. Yeah. And I mean, you've been all over. How do you, how has it been going? Like, how has it been going for you? I know you've been, you do like the pod and the blog, like, do you prefer one over the other and just kind of with your travel schedule, managing all of it yeah. at the same time? So I do have both. They're both high heels and a briefcase, the blog and the podcast. I've kind of taken a step back from the blog, not like with any purpose, more so just like time. <laughs> like yeah. I've been so busy and I think too, um, same thing what you were saying about not trying to force it. Like I feel the same way. It, you know, when, when it's something that is like a fun side project, as soon as it starts to not be fun, then it's like, okay, wait, why am I stressing out at my day job? Because I have to come home and write this blog post. You know, it's totally. just like, that is not bringing me joy. joy. Yeah. yeah exactly. I've had that too, where I had podcast interviews scheduled and I just was so tired and I texted them. And I was like, I can't like, yeah. I am like, I'm not going to pretend to like be interested in talking to you right now when literally nothing but my bed and the inside of my eyelids sound appealing right now. So yeah. I get and that. so, and that's like the the thing I talked about this. I took um, a month off in May, maybe, or April. Yeah, I remember or that because I started – I was like one of the first people once you started. You were the first one back, yes. And I, and I felt very, like, upset with myself at first. Like, I was like, ugh, like – you know, this sucks, like whatever. But then I was like, no, this is an amazing thing. Like this is my project. I get to call the shots. Like it's a beautiful thing that if I'm overwhelmed with whatever else was going on in my life, like I can say, hold on a second, pause on this. Like that's the, that's the point of having something fun and of your own is like having the freedom to do that. So, um, yes, it's been fine balancing both. Um, I would say in terms of what I enjoy more, honestly, (laughs) That's a toughie. I feel like, so I always say that I'm a writer. I love mm-hmm. to write. I am very much someone who gets lots of therapy through writing. Um, and honestly, when I was writing on the blog frequently, um, part, like I love to write and get my thoughts out and like onto, you know, the keys of my keyboard. But there was also something super therapeutic about like sharing it mm-hmm. and not even really like tracking numbers of people who are viewing it or anything, but just like knowing that it was in the world, like that was so wonderful to me. Um, and unfortunately I've just been so busy that I feel like I haven't been adding to the blog as much as I would like, or as much as I used to, but the podcast is different because the podcast is very much a challenge for me. Like it's super uncomfortable. I love talking. Yeah. Like I love talking to people but like it puts me in out of my comfort zone so much part of it is uh, honestly like having people over like i i That's record in my house to your space yeah and like it's not that i don't like having people at my house it's better now that um we're in our house like an actual house or condo but mm-hmm. before um when i lived in des moines and then also when i moved to iowa city uh right at the beginning a couple months ago i was in an apartment and i don't know why but i had this like insecurity about like these older women and people like coming over to my apartment and me being like, Oh, I'll meet you downstairs. Like as if that's anything to like be ashamed of, but in my, you know, weird brain that's insecure. I was like, Oh, like this is just so uncomfortable. And like, I always feel like I'm imposing, I don't know. I'm just weird. So it's been, I mean, yeah, I get it. But like also your apartment or when I was there, it's, and I've seen pictures of your new place and like 
you're very into home decor. So it's like all set yeah. up very well. Right. And it yeah. was actually like a cozy office where yeah. I, I think that's part of my paranoia of having people like doing in person is I don't know where to do them because I'm in a 450 square foot <laughs> studio. I'm like, do I have people sit on my it's just like very much puts me outside of my comfort zone but at the end of the day it's very fun it's super rewarding and even if like I feel like nobody's listening or like I just am like who am I doing this for I'll get a random message um comment like text you know some kind of feedback where someone's like I loved last week's episode or the guest this week was so inspiring you know whatever like then I'm like oh my gosh like I love this it's so fun like it's just so fun connecting with people and meeting with people and like having conversations that you wouldn't normally have is amazing like it's so fun to put the phones down and like just talk it's so crazy how that happens too because while I was kind of on my hiatus I was like I want to start it again but I'm like is it really worth it and then I went back to Iowa City to move out of my apartment and there was like four people I mean it was only four people but four people were like when are you gonna podcast again and I was like yes and it wasn't like Brandy or like Trisha it wasn't like my best friends it was like running it was Jason like the DJ that DJs are football and basketball games like I ran into right. 30 yeah, like, and like cool. random people when or, it's like yeah a very much closet fan and you're like wait you like you listen like, to it? yeah. <laughs> and then even too like I going back to what you said about blog posting like I know that Jessica talked a lot about it too like a, there's a big thing of pressing send but I've had that I mean I'm I probably am like the annoying person on Instagram where majority of people just like tap through my stories. But the amount of times that I like write notes on my phone and then because I am like that too, where I just have to get it out of my brain. Like I have to yeah. put it out. But then I'm like, I'm just going to share this. And I did that today. I had some random thought process about I think like. I saw that. Was it, um, it was like your feet and it was just about like being grateful about like yeah. being able to connect with people. I saw that. Yeah. Like I and love that. I was like, I don't know if this is like helps anyone or if anyone over this, I don't care. And then like my friend commented on it, but this guy who I literally have never met, I don't even remember how we became Instagram friends. <laughs> I think I started fall like I literally never met him. I think he's like in his thirties. He has tattoos and like a beard and we started following each other on Instagram. Like literally, I don't even know how, but he messaged me being like, I've heard this a lot. Um, it was like something about love thy neighbor was like the sermon today. I'm going to take this as like, not just a message as like a, uh, not just as like something that I'm hearing. I'm going to take this as a message to act on it. And I was like, that's awesome. Like one person doesn't care. And it's like, makes you, I get so giddy if like one person yeah. says something to me. I'm like, oh, I'm helping you. Like, yay. Right. Cool. I mean, <laughs> connection in general is just so beautiful. Like, yeah, it's so awesome. I love it. Love it. Well, you mentioned it. How is the new place? Oh, my gosh. We love. It's so great. It's so close to our work. Bobby works across the street. (laughs) He literally walks. And then I work, like, two minutes down the road. So it's incredible. And, yeah, it's nice not being in an apartment. Like, it's still a condo, so it kind of feels still, like, you know, you're surrounded by people. But, like, It's, more space yeah more space and it has more of a house feel like we actually have a basement like it's cool so it's been really really fun and how long have you and Bobby been living together now um we moved in together when I moved back to Iowa City a couple months ago so that was February like six months oh, okay How's yeah that? not that long um 
honestly, great. And I say that because I didn't think it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I mean, like, no, of course, one day it was going to happen. We've been together actually in September next month. It'll be five years, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I was very like nervous too. I think one, um, I didn't really want to, I think from the like very beginning, I was very, you know, I was raised very, um, not very Catholic, but like, I just had a, a pretty like religious upbringing. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I have two older sisters and one sister, she did not live with her husband before they got married. And then the other sister did. So it wasn't like my family was like anti, but it was just kind of like, you know, not in the back of your head still. Of yeah, like I, well, I don't think I want to do that. And also I used to think too, like when you do get married, like what changes, like nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You're like crazy. But now being in the situation, I'm like so happy. Like it, we've never been closer. And, um, I think, you know, again, having two sisters that are married, my parents are married. Like I've been able to witness what marriage looks like and how hard it is and how like that you know it does like a lot will change when we get married you know it's I don't know it's just the thing that I had to get over but I'm so happy I did um we love living together it's so fun oh fun I know I go back and forth so like I lived I technically lived with one boyfriend in college and then I lived with Ethan outside of it for like three or four years And then now it's like, I obviously am like reanalyzing everything since like coming to faith of it's like sex and living together and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm like, I don't know. Cause like you really do understand someone so much more. Like when you live with them, you, there's no escape. Like my mom would always say that. And it's like, that sounds bad, but it's like, there's no like, let's go to our own spaces. I mean, you can when you go to your own rooms, but there is like, to your point, there is the thing of like, when you get married, it's like, there's quote unquote, no escape because you like promise to each other. Like you vowed to each other that you're not leaving. Whereas like before oh, yeah. like, if you're dating and the other person like storms out, you're like, are they coming back? <laughs> well, and also I think it's just like a, um, like a risk, not respect. Like, so my sister, um, she said one time when she was giving advice, I was like complaining about something from Bobby or something. And she was like talking about how when her and her husband got married, like she just didn't realize how much changed in an instant. Like she was like, he could have done anything, not anything, of course, but like, you know, he would say something hurtful to me before we were married. And it was like, there's just this like thing that like this thing that happens when you get married, then you're literally to becoming one and you're like, yeah. oh, like this hurts in a different way. And like when you do things, it, you're my husband now. Like we're just so connected on a much di- deeper level that like it's just completely different. And I also think too, like, you know, with living together, we we're young, we're 25, but like a lot of people are married by the age of 25, especially so people who've been together for kids by 25. Yeah, exactly. And so we're in the opposite camp and like, we're in no rush to get married. And, um, that's just kind of our decision and our style. But like, I think, you know, financially, um, it's makes sense for us to live together and like just divorce rates. Like, honestly, if we look at it, like it's, you know, the divorce rate is 50%. So like, it just never hurts to be too sure. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with 
taking your time. And also like if you get married young, that's amazing too. Like I think it's honestly just whatever works for you and your person, like that's what you should do. And I think, um, not necessarily gone are the days of tradition, but just like, I think things now are, are a little bit more accepted and like understood. People. Yeah. There's more acceptance. I think, I mean, obviously people are going to have their ways, but honestly, it's like one of those things where it's really, I mean, I asked, but like, it's really no one else's, it's, they, they can have an opinion, but it's not really like, okay, cool. Well, and I'm not someone who's like, oh, I'm not talking about that. Like, I will tell you anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. You're actually the first. I think you're the second person that I haven't asked. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? (laughs) I'm just like, I know know. she's pretty open. (laughs) I always ask that too before guests come on and I get nervous if like, because I never ask anything too personal, but I more so just say it as a comfort to them. Like if they end up saying something that they want me to take out, like I can, but I always get nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they don't think like this is a Howard Stern interview or something. Totally. Like, well, that's like when I did ours and mm-hmm. I talked about like cheating and all that stuff. I was like, do I want that to go out? Right. But then I was like, I don't, it's not that I don't care, but I was like, that's been the biggest thing. And then I've had a lot of people tell me that listen to like my first episode. They're like, oh, I know people that like I needed to send this to. And it's like, if yeah. I didn't talk about it, then they can't talk about it with their friend to talk about it oh. more. So I'm like, whatever, I'll talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, awesome. But so yeah, you've been, so then if you guys have, you've only been back since February. Have you only been with Poncheros since February? Yes. Yes. Only six. Well, I guess now it's almost like seven months. Let's see. February to August, I think is seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Something. Right um, so yeah, only seven months. Loving it so far. It's really been a very refreshing job. Um, I had, when I was in Des Moines, I worked, I had two jobs while I lived there and I lived there for like a year and a half and I didn't um, love nor thrive in either role. So it was like very hard for me. Um, And so, yeah, I'm loving it. It's so fun. Oh, good. For those who don't know, Poncheros is like, I guess for back home, like in Texas home, it would be the most equivalent to like Moe's. Have you ever had Moe's? Yes, I have. I, I would, I guess I would equivalent to, I mean, it's Chipotle, but like. Yeah, like Chipotle, I, Moe's, Doba. It's like a fast, casual burrito chain. Yeah, but where, their tortillas are game changing. Like I don't order burritos, but Poncheros every single time, I'm like, gosh, it's just like the chewiest most amazing tortilla. So good. Okay, so pro tip. You can, if you're a bowl gal, like if you yeah. get a burrito bowl, or honestly any of the entrees, you can get a tortilla on the side. It's like included. You just have to ask for it. So sometimes you'll get a bowl and like rip up the tortilla and just kind of like dip it in just because I yeah, like the tortilla. I used so to do that all the time. I forget where. Chewies. I would get their massive burrito and like cut it open and eat the inside, but then like take it to make it into like mini tiny little bites. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I need that. And their queso's money. Yeah, the queso's Late, incredible. Also, for people who didn't grow up and or didn't go to college in Iowa City, the best was in like bar clothes at two o'clock. There's a line out the door of Poncheros for people who have had a couple of drinks and need some late night food. And it was like burritos, chicken quesadillas, queso, like the amount of food that was eaten at like between two and three a.m. in that city is repulsive. Oh my God. I know it's so funny when I started working there. Um, I eat there all the time 
A, because it's hard to, like, look at photos and stuff and just, like, talk about the food all the time and not, like, crave it. Girl, but, I got, I got um, you. <laughs> yes, you know. Thank you. Um, but also just, like, it's so convenient. It's close to the office. And uh, we go there a lot, like, as a team or we'll order it in. And um, it was so funny because when I first started, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I do not think I've had Pancheros sober. Like, how bad? <laughs> Like being, you know, going to Iowa, like it's not, I don't it's know. It's not a thing. Well, because then you always know you're going to have it when you go out. So you're like, I don't yeah, really I want don't it. need to get it for lunch because I'll have it at 2 a.m. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have it in 12 hours. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, so did you work with, I don't know his name, but Nick, he did their like Oh my gosh, Nick Anderson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He is incredible. We um, worked with him twice. I found him actually through Marquee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalking <laughs> um, just like random restaurants in town, uh, their images and like seeing if they tagged anybody. And sure enough, Sam from Marquee tagged Nick. And so we reached out and he came to Iowa City for a photo shoot. And then he just was here two weeks ago for another shoot, um, a video shoot. And then... He'll, we're actually meeting him in Chicago in September, no, sorry, October for another thing. Anyways, yes, we love Nick. He's incredible. Well, you touched on this earlier, but you grew up Catholic, correct? Yes, I was raised, baptized, and then went through, like, um, CCD and was confirmed Catholic, yes. And then, so, is your whole family pretty still, or I guess, practicing? Is that the way? Catholicism? Yeah. I don't know, honestly. Um, yeah, practicing, I suppose. Um, my mom, very much so, yes. Um, my dad, I suppose. He's like a holiday churchgoer. <laughs> um, yeah. Priesters mom, is what I call it. What do you call it? Priesters, Christmas and yes, Easter. Exactly, exactly. Um, my mom, very much so. My older sisters um, started going to a non-denominational church, so just like Christian church, probably like what you're going to now, like just mm -hmm. like a place that reads the Bible essentially and like preaches off of that and does like more um, contemporary like music, music and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, they started going to, well, so the oldest, my oldest sister started going to that kind of church uh, when she was in high school, I think. Um, and then my other, my middle sister, she kind of followed that as well and then I kind of did too like I you know I was confirmed Catholic and um we still pretty much go to like Catholic church on holidays and stuff but yeah I kind of drifted from Catholicism and then started doing more of like a non-denominational situation did that bother like your mom at all I just no. always I'm always intrigued with because I always yeah. hear of like Catholicism as like this whole sh like stream of rules oh, yeah. and listings yeah. and yeah it's so very it's so traditional very strict very much like they have set rules um my mom was never very like pushy of it on us at all I think if anything she was just like super happy that we all on our own you know believed in God and wanted to have a relationship with him and pursued on our own to like keep our faith going and so that makes her happy um yeah. she was raised in the catholic her parents are catholic and she went to catholic schools and so she's just like very um 
in it with the Catholic, but she also is like flexible. Like if she visits us, she'll come to come to our churches and yeah, um, she's open and like, yeah, totally, totally. I just feel like personally, I didn't feel like I got as much out of a Catholic mass as much as I would out of, you know, a different kind of church service. And that, I mean, not every service is like knock it out of the park. Like I walk out a changed woman, (laughs) but I felt like more often than not, I felt much more of a connection or just that I, I, you know, related more to the message. Um, so that was kind of my reasoning for not finding a Catholic church where I live now. Oh, totally. And I get that too. Like I had a service for my uncle and we like sang out of the hymn out of the hymns and I was like oh this is so funny like this is just taking me back to I mean I went to church during like Christmas but you know you sing like the same songs every year for Christmas but I was like oh this takes me back to like when I was 13 and (laughs) in the pews and all that stuff where I'm like now it's so different yeah and I think you know I have friends that are still very much um you know Catholic practicers I feel like I there's got to be a term and I'm like I know I'm like I don't know what it is that sounds not correct but but like I just think you know if it if it works for you and if you like the traditional aspect and like you know you really um like resonate with that I think it's great like you know whatever works for you is great Oh, without a doubt and I think that's why it takes some time for people I think that's why some people just don't go to churches because they haven't found one that resonates with them well Um, honestly yeah that's it's kind of been a challenge for me here in Iowa City I there were not a lot of things that I loved about Des Moines (laughs) um, when I lived there however I loved my church so much and it's been kind of hard for me to find one here in Iowa City so I totally that yeah do you this has been like one thing that I'm just super intrigued on is like the it sounds, I feel like it sounds cheesy when I say it, but like, do you hear from God? Like, do you have a way that like, cause I've heard the podcast that I listen to a lot, Annie F Downs that I post obnoxiously on my Instagram. She always asks if like how people hear from them. And sometimes people have these like stories, like, yes, these certain times, or I hear them through this or whatever. Um, but I was asking my friend when I was home and she's like, I really like, don't know if I do. And so, and she, on the podcast too, for Manny F. Downs, she had someone recently that was like, 80% of the time, I don't think I do, but 20% of the time he he was like, I think I might, but I just, so I'm just intrigued of like, if people do and like what that looks like for certain people and like a lot of people don't, or if it's like through, if you pray and if you hear an answer, if you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I mean, I think religion and as a whole is so, um, up for interpretation I guess and like meaning everybody has a different experience and so I think what happens for one person you know could vary very greatly from what happens for another person and that doesn't mean that they like both don't have great relationships or strong faith um for me personally I feel like I would say do I hear like a voice and like it sounds like him telling me to do something? No. Like I don't feel like I've ever really had that. I feel like for me it's more of like through things that happen in my life and things that I notice that I'm like, "Oh, 
thank you, God. Or like, that Mm -hmm. was God. like, you were looking out for me. I know it. Like I asked for this and you know, you did you thank you for sending this or thank you for not giving me that job. Like, Oh my gosh, could you Matt? You know, things like that. Like it's more of like a actionable thing that I observe. Um, and also like, I think things just kind of happen in our subconscious, like, you know, in prayer, if I'm, um, struggling with things of my own personal self, like, please, you know, I, I really want to, um, be less selfish, like in my relationship, how can I, you know, do this? Like, please help me, help guide me in this journey or whatever. And like, I feel like I don't hear words throughout my day in my head, but like just having that conscious thought and like being conscious of it and like praying about it, like just helps you create those things. Does that make sense? I don't know. I feel like I, I've had that, I've had that too. Like I've heard too someone say like a lot of the hearings from God have been in like the rear view. And I was like, what does that mean? But then they went on to say like, after actions happen, you're like, oh, like, thank you. Like I get like, I didn't know at the time that was God, but now looking back, that was God or things like that. And I think in a sense of what you were saying too, of like, I think a lot of it for me, like I'm not good at prayer. And I think I've just, I've come to a thing where if I'm like sitting down and trying to carve out time to pray, I feel like it's not as genuine with me, but like I'll, I've been trying to talk in my car. Like if I just talk, then I feel like that's where more of my openness comes. And with me, it's kind of like, I feel like he's almost like speaking through me when I'm just babbling that I'm like, oh, that's what I want to pray for. Or like, that's what I need right now. Or that's what I need to focus on because I said it and I'm not even really thinking about it. Um, So I get what you mean in terms of like, it kind of just, kind of just have things just happen and I think I I drift a lot I feel like especially um as I've just gotten older and like you know just growing into myself and exploring my own thing and way through life and like I just feel like my faith journey is always like sometimes I'm super invested in reading my daily journals and talking to God all day and sometimes I'm like at night, you know, checking in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, God, have I even talked to you today? You know, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. So I feel like that's also a thing that I try and do is just like, keep like, just keep it in my stream of consciousness, you know, like just totally having that as my guide. And I think understanding like that was something I didn't understand a lot in the beginning. I mean, I'm still obviously new to everything, but I would feel so guilty and then I would hear multiple people say that and they're like, no, that's like, that's pretty normal. Like we are human one and two, like we live, people call it like broken world or whatever, but like we have so many things to distract us that like we do have to consciously be like, okay, have I checked in? Do like, what am I, what am I doing? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know with like, you've mentioned it to me was with like Bobby and he's not necessarily a believer. And that's just something that like, you're like, I want this for you. Not necessarily like, I need you to be a believer for me, but you want that for them. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's been, we have a beautiful relationship. We're very stable, like happy. We respect each other. Like it's a dream. Um, our one big thing and it's been you know like there were times where I was like I just don't think this is gonna work like you know our one thing is that he is not a Christian and um 
when we first started dating, that was like absolutely a deal breaker when I first found out because, you know, I wasn't all that invested. So I was like, okay, like, (laughs) you're really nice. Like, this was fun. But, you know, I just can't. Like, I dated another guy when I first got to college, just very briefly. And he um, also was not a Christian and didn't believe in God. And that was kind of my first. And then also just going off to college and being exposed to so many different kinds of people Mm -hmm. um, was my first taste of just the world honestly like and it sounds silly I mean I went to a school in Iowa like it was very much not as diverse as other situations could be in terms of people's backgrounds and like all of that but people um, in general yeah yeah and like you know in my hometown everybody kind of was the same like you know we all grew up in middle class families and everybody you know maybe everybody wasn't going to church um but like it would just you know, you didn't really meet people that were like very confident that they didn't have, that they didn't believe in anything. Like, mm-hmm. so that was very new to me. And so when Bobby and I started dating, I had kind of gone through that once and I was like, okay, well now I know like this isn't something that I'm interested in. And then, you know, we kind of came around to like, you know, we'll, we'll work on this. And he was like, I'll be more open-minded. And I was like, I'll be more open-minded. And we just kind of, you know, worked through it and we're dating Um, and there have been times where I've questioned it for sure, just because it is so important. And I feel like a marriage is, you know, something that's based around your commitment to God for sure. But, um, I think for me, I just feel also very confident that like God put him in my life for a reason. And he brings so much good to me and my life that like, it just is so hard for my brain to understand why. And, you know, we, we don't always understand why things happen or, you know, the situations that we're in. But I just feel so right and confident that, like, it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, have learned so much from this, like, just how to approach things. I think it's – at times it certainly had me drift from my face for sure. I mean, we're not – praying together. We don't read the Bible together. We don't really talk about like that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't shield myself at all. Like, you know, if something happens, I'm still me and I'm like, Oh gosh, like we'll need to say a prayer for them or like, yeah, but he, but he's not the one that's like, Hey, maybe we should pray about this. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we're not like, we don't. Yeah. So in that sense, like that is really tough and it's something that I thought for sure I would have in a husband. But I think, um, you know, it's something that I pray about and that I think at first I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like I would call my mom crying and be like, I just don't know like how to make him believe and all this stuff. And she was like, Alexis, that is not your cross to bear. Like Mm -hmm. you are not the one who's going to make him do anything like that is between him and God. And like you can serve as a great aid, you know, and help and try and answer questions. But, oh, my point earlier was that in some ways it's obviously been hard, but other ways I feel like it's made me stronger in my faith. Um, just because like, he'll ask questions that I don't know the answers to (laughs) because, you know, I I grew up, you have to go kind of figure out for yourself too. Yeah, and, And I grew up in a family that, you know, my mom is the greatest woman I've ever known. She's like the best person in the entire world. Um, but she raised us on like, I don't want to say a blind faith, but like we just didn't ask questions. Like we just knew who God was. We had a relationship. We just believed like everything was, you know, 
because like everything was just guided around God. Like we just talked about it so much in our house that I think um, a lot of the things that he's pushed me to poke holes at, like I have, I have to poke holes at it. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a good question. Like, let me get back to you on that. Um, so in that sense, it's been, you know, interesting, but I think, you know, I just, it's something that I can't change myself. I guess I could like leave the relationship, but that's just not something that I'm like interested in doing. So it, it is a tough, like it's a push and a pull. It's a thing that I have to live with, but I think ultimately like it's in God's hands and, you know, I'll forever be praying for him and his heart and his soul. And like, you know, that's that. It's a tough yeah. thing for sure. I mean, I, it's, um, it's been a very big thing for us. Not that we like fight about, but just like a thing that's in our relationship. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, you touched on so many good points. I think like one thing is like, it's, it's not up to you in a sense of like, you can't make the decision for him. And even if you could, it wouldn't, help anything um because I mean you know like you and I talked about this you know I went through this and like the vice versa Mm -hmm. but like a lot of people were like yeah like you can't you need to separate a relation if like you are coming to it like at the time need to separate relationship to like because if there's a questioning or all this stuff then it goes on to you rather than like their actual faith like why did you make me if like something bad happens it's like why did you make me believe in this or so on and so forth. Right. And it's just such a personal journey. Like even, you know, now that I'm 25 and I'm living on my own and I'm like not around my sisters or my mom or my dad, like I've formed my own opinions and my own life. And so it's just like my faith journey is different from my mom's, which is different from my sister's, which is different from yours. And it's like, yeah, to, to force anything on to someone just isn't right. It's not, the way to do it and I don't want to participate in like being exclusive like that like or you yeah. know or being single-minded like in that yeah, way exactly and again I like he's he's brought so many things to my life like he grew up you know his parents were divorced when he was young like his dad um immigrated to the United States from Iran and was raised as a Muslim like you know those are things that I never had to deal with as a child and so you know that alone has opened my eyes to so many things and just the circumstances that people are in that I would never understand and so I think that's another thing too that I'm like and also then let me just say this and it's so annoying he's like a better Christian than I am like I'm always like you're so annoying because like I get it that you just like don't believe but like you're so kind you're so humble (laughs) so patient you're so like loving towards others and like he lives like all the commandments without knowing that he's living the commandments i'm like ugh, whatever (laughs) but like to your point too like it's like it's like blind faith is beautiful in itself but like he is poking holes in it in a sense that's like i mean i heard something too the other day that it was like the possibility it's great to have like the possibility to doubt because that lets you like actually have faith but like for you to go and figure out those answers for yourself while you're not necessarily going through like a quote unquote hard time and to like question things when you're not in your super valleys. Cause then like when you're questioning in your valley, like it's typical to like question when that happens. But if you don't have any backing to your questioning, you're going to just like completely let go during those hard times. So like to go discover your answers when things are, quote unquote good 
Um, it's so much better, which leads me to, I went and looked at your blog and I loved, I don't think I had ever heard this, but I'm obsessed with that, that you said, whenever like you start to make plans, God laughs. Oh yeah. Which I'm like, that (laughs) is my life. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that I feel like is, I have to like get that tattooed on my forehead or something because I'm such a planner and such a like, you know, this is, well, I used to be, I feel like I've gotten a lot better, but I used to be so just like, okay, this is the way things are going to go. Like, you know, I want to be living here and we'll be doing this at this time and you know, just all that stuff. And it's like, you just, your world could change tomorrow. Like, you know, we, we can live our lives and, and make decisions and try and put ourselves in the best situations. But honestly, like we're really not in control. And so like anything could happen. And I just think that, yeah, it's so funny. Like, as soon as you start making plans and like, this is the way things are going to go. God is like, nice try, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, I mean, like with you going to Des Moines and coming back and like, I look back at, we laugh about whenever you get like the Instagram time hop and I'm like, this was a year ago. Like I cannot tell you how many things have changed in a year. And you've asked me a year ago, I would have said I was maybe in, I mean, God forbid that I say this, but like, maybe engaged and not living in Chicago, still working at Iowa, like all these things happened, but like I could not be more thankful for every single thing that happened, good, bad, and ugly. And I'm like, again, like one of those rear view moments where you're like, oh, okay, got it. That's why. Yeah. That's why that happened. Even when I'm the one that made the crappy decision or whatever, like you somehow pulled me out and got me back on my feet and then just things happened. I'm like, what? it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. Would you yeah. still say, I know like, yeah, the three things that you said is like that you learned, I, guess, I think it was last year. I think you wrote it last yeah. year, but it was like comparison, like plan and purpose are like the main three things that I wrote down. Would you say those oh, are boy. still like three main things that you've learned from him, even in like the past year from then? Um, I don't even remember what those were, first of all. <laughs> it was like comparison is like the evil. Like, like joy. Yeah, comparison is evil joy. What was the other one? <laughs> um, like the planning, which we like obviously. Oh, yeah. And then God's purpose. Is probably, okay. I feel like, honestly, I feel like this past year for me has been so much personal growth and not so much of like, um, like, looking at the world around me and trying to interpret things, but more so like literally like just owning who I am kind of, and like Mm -hmm. just letting, like, I feel like God has really allowed me to like fall in love with myself. And I feel like I'm at such a delicate age for that. I'm 25. Um, I'm not married. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, you know, just at, I'm growing up, like I'm becoming a woman and I'm at the very beginning really of like my life. And so I think this past year has just been very transformative in terms of, um, loving myself, like loving others, learning how to like accept things that maybe don't go my way and just being really go with the flow, like really letting go has been huge too. Like, I mean, moving in, like 
earlier when I was like, oh, it's going better than I thought. I got into a tangent about how, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to when we, you know, first started dating. But really what I meant by that was like, I'm psycho with like things being clean. <laughs> and like, I really have to like, let go of like, okay, you know, his shoes, like, okay, those can be there. And like, I think you have I've, like full control of decorations or oh like, silly. Yeah. I know that's honestly been the worst part, but you know, just things like that, like just becoming more of like a person who's just more chill and like just observing his love for me and like loving myself. I don't know. That's really no, that's not awesome. No, I think it's, it is though, because it's like, just like trusting where you're at and there's so many. Yeah, that's huge. I, trusting where I'm at. I think that's also been a huge thing. Sorry to interrupt, but like, no, no. that is absolutely it because there's been so much this past year like I moved from Des Moines I took a new job um you know started the podcast like all these things that like were scary but like I felt like I wasn't scared like Bobby the reason I moved to Iowa City partly was because I didn't like Des Moines but he got a huge promotion at his job and so he was like okay like he was getting ready to move to Des Moines and I was like all right I'm on my way I'm coming putting in my two weeks like let's do it and then you know just like accepting like I just feel like I've been very like okay let's do it and I think part of that is because yeah I'm trusting that like this is my life this is where we're going like God's got me like we're good yeah I can't retweet that enough like that's where I'm like I would have never done anything I've done but it's like okay cool like worst case scenario like my job doesn't pan out or whatever but it's like everything will work out like it's really okay (laughs) which is so funny because then it's like I'll still freak out about like oh my God, I ate a whole pint of ice cream last night and I hate myself. And then it's like, Rachel, calm the hell down. Like, it's yeah. really, oh, totally. really we, not we that all big of a deal. That. Like, we're human, of course. But yes, everything always works out. That is like, everything will be fine. Totally. Okay, well, I have the last question um, that we always ask is, what is your favorite slice? Okay, so not a popular opinion here, but, um, well, I'll give you two answers. My first answer is, no slice always go for the pasta (laughs) Um, that is true that is your thing (laughs) but I would say my slice would be sausage Italian sausage mushrooms um like well I guess okay so if we're talking like just normal pizza I'd say like sausage mushroom and like that's it like crushed red pepper always but like if we're talking like super nice like um uh you know, wood fire pizza. I'm really into honey on pizza. Like I feel like Marquis introduced that to me. The sweet Angelo. Is that your jam? Oh my God. The sweet Angelo is incredible. I also really like the vice city one. The vice one is good. Cause they have, is the honey on that one? Yes. And I'm pretty sure they have peppers on that too or something. Yeah, I think so. I'm really into like the, the sweet and the spicy. So yeah. But on, if I'm being honest, I'm going. If there's a pasta on the menu, I'm ordering the pasta. So, which pasta do you get at Marquis? Um, all. I prefer <laughs> the, and I can't ever say it. It's Yaki? like cacao de pepe or. Whatever. Oh yeah, I can't either. I'm always like, I always butcher it. Yes, but yeah, that one is really good. Maybe I want to try. Have... Oh, go Don't ahead. they have a gnocchi? Yeah, they do. They used to have this like um, tagatelli one, and yeah. it was like a. It was like meat and a red sauce, and it was so good. And it's not on the menu anymore. They added like a P one P E A, like the vegetable. <laughs> um, it's like I don't know if it's like a pesto or something. I've gotten that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of that. 
Yeah, but not to yeah. get on a rampage of Sam's restaurants, but you went to La Vecina, <laughs> didn't you? Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Yes, the avocado tacos are mm, so good. I really like the beet tostadas, but I prefer it as a taco. So those are also very good. Um, the queso thing was good. Octopus, the oysters are amazing. Yeah, everything on the menu is like seriously y'all i think alexis and i could talk about food forever it's kind of what bonded our friendship um but no i'm just so thankful that she took the time to get on the show um she jolted this whole experience for me and so i'm just so thankful that she was on and opened up about relationships and faith and the grind and all that jazz so go give her a follow she's alexis puebla p-u-e-b-l-a and she's at high heels in a briefcase that's her website and her podcast so go look her up one other person that we talked about was Nick, and he's at Fork and Pancakes, Fork in, like, in the pancakes, and he has some stellar food photography, so go check him out as well. Um, but I'm just happy to be back, you guys, and I hope you have a great week, and that's it for a Slice Up Your Life.